Welcome to the B2B Marketing Results Show, where we examine new ways to achieve B2B growth with insights from today's top professional marketers. Hi there, I'm your host, Derek Little, and this is the podcast for companies of all sizes wanting to transform their marketing and accelerate their growth. In this episode, I was honored to speak with Adam Bliebdro. Adam is the Chief Marketing Officer at Creative Circle, a recruiting and consulting services firm that makes remote hiring simple. Adam's point of view is that being CMO is the most rewarding job in marketing. But, he says, be careful what you ask for. The top job in marketing comes with unique challenges and pressures. In this interview, he explains how a lifetime of experience led him to the role of CMO, the challenges today's marketers face, and how to get the most out of your marketing career. Here's how he told me his own career got started. Early on, high school, college, it became really clear to me that uh, I saw words translated to pictures, whereas other people were very good at seeing numbers and words that translated. Uh, Algebra was not something I ever succeeded in. Um, Geometry, and more importantly, storytelling was. So got into USC's film school out of high school and saw early on this juncture between film and television storytelling. And uh, I was taking a psychology class one day, and the professor was talking about Pavlovian psychology and how do you stimuli to uh, affect people's behavior and this light bulb went off and I thought wow how great would it be to tell stories that affected the way people felt Um, that was really the first light bulb that said I want to do that Um, 10 years of being in the television industry working with folks like Jim Henson and then getting into uh film and and ultimately television uh, and then commercial production sort of led me down this logical path to messaging that got shorter and more impactful. And uh, I was also a journalism student and became quite clear to me that local news in particular, news in general, was not interested in the truth. It was interested in sensationalism that drew eyeballs so they could increase advertising rates. And funny enough, I thought that television commercials were the most honest form of communication on TV. I have 30 seconds to convince you to buy a car or to change your preference in beer. So those were early stage sort of influences or motivations that got me into the sort of marketing advertising path. So Adam, what's the difference between being a marketer and being a chief marketing officer? I think the difference between being a marketer and being a chief marketing officer, at least from my own practical experience and conversation with peers, is that there's a little less doing and a lot more worrying. And and by that, I mean, I have teams. I'm fortunate enough to have teams of people that I can work with who worry about, you know, or, or, uh, implement social media posts, ad campaigns, marketing campaigns, et cetera. And I certainly have my hands in them, but graciously and through their hard work, I'm not doing that as much. And what I am spending my time with disproportionately is worrying about what kinds of things are impacting, um, in my case, our company's plural 
lines of business and, and workplace environments? How do I help make our companies more successful and more profitable? And with that in mind, the number one challenge is distraction. The share of voice that you have in the consumers of today's world are minimal. Um, the number of uh, communication messages that people receive are astronomically higher than ever before. So the first, the first thing I worry about is how do we get heard? How do we get seen? Because some of our messaging is really critical um, and certainly critical in our minds to the success of our companies. So from there, it becomes a technology conversation about things like artificial intelligence and marketing automation systems and things that in those areas are tools to either disintermediate or to help us succeed. What are your main challenges and priorities as a chief marketing officer? I'm, I'm a simple-minded CMO from the perspective that I want to create messaging that has impact on people's lives and behavior. The capacity to tell a compelling story is paramount. The capacity to deliver that story in a voice bite on a technological platform within which it can be consumed is the true challenge. And I think that's in simplistic terms, the challenge that all marketers have issue with today. So the digital transformation is not demonstrably different than the move from radio to TV, TV into the internet, etc. We've all encountered these technological transformations where messages exponentially increased in the platforms that they can use. We happen to be living in the digital transformation age where in front of me, I have a laptop, I have an iPad, I have a cell phone, and I have two monitors running with a variety of information. So to say that I have the capacity to be horribly distracted and or disintermediated is, is obvious. The fascinating thing, if you go back in time a, a few years, is you could create a message and distribute it on a, a PR platform, you know, in the form of a press release, or you could get articles in print, and then you could get articles digitally, and you could copy them onto your LinkedIn feed. And you sort of threw things out there and went, oh my gosh, I hope that somebody is paying attention to them. In, in the olden, olden days, we had Arbitron and Nielsen and a variety of rating services that we all subscribed to. This morning, I had a conversation regarding COVID-19 and some of the challenges that our business is facing. And I said, look, let's create a couple of banner ads. Let's get them out this afternoon. Let's see who responds to them. Let's see what our engagement is. And if it feels like it's something people are responding to, let's do more. If it's not, let's take it down and go another, another direction. So in a six-hour time span, I can develop a strategy create the messaging, launch the messaging, and begin to monitor the, the reaction that people have to it in real time and make real-time decisions. That's never happened before in the history of, of American or global communication. But the disadvantage is they're distracted by everybody else's messages too. Absolutely. That's, that, that's the key. How do I get it out there in a form and a format with all of the caveats, you know, subject line, et cetera, et cetera, to, to grab that moment of someone's attention? And 
I would say that the underlying key for the true advertiser is you have to always focus and maintain a level of authenticity to it. If you're authentic with people, more often than not, you can get them to pause for a nanosecond. If you were starting out in marketing today, where would you go or what would you do? So starting at a very high altitude and looking down at the world of marketing and communications, if you have a creative sensibility and you enjoy the pictures, the words, that um, obviously head into the front end or the development of the creative. If you understand and feel comfortable in the numbers and the statistical analysis and things like that, there's an entire data component and you know, search engine optimization, SEO strategy, those are pieces in the marketing spectrum that are really important and incredibly fulfilling if those kinds of numbers and analyses work for you. If you're really a communicator and what you want to do is more of a general marketing, marketing director role, the first thing that you have to understand is the human psyche and accept the fact that regardless of the digital channel of communication, we are when we wake up in the morning and we are when we go to sleep in the evening, still human beings. And human beings have emotions and the spectrum of how we respond and how we're influenced by our emotions drive almost every decision we take in a, in a day. And at the core of the human species, at the core of us as animals on this planet, we're programmed and attuned to storytelling. We are still impacted and affected. The story can be 142 characters. It can be an hour on Netflix. It's irrelevant to the fact that we're attuned to storytelling. So the first thing I would suggest to anybody who wants to head down the marketing path is to really spend a little time understanding the human psyche and the decision-making process that we all go through. So as a, for instance, um, there's a gentleman named Paco Underhill who wrote a book back in the 90s called Why People Buy. And it talked about the chemical and emotional um, triggers that went into purchasing. And he's since updated it to talk about the Internet as well as retail. But that's a book that really talks about these emotional and chemical triggers that go on in your brain that that impact your decision making process. If you read that and it's boring, don't go into marketing. If you read that and you're like, oh, my gosh, that A sounds so simple and B so interesting, you're a natural born marketer who needs to explore a career in this sector. What are the differences between a chief digital officer and a chief marketing officer? A chief digital officer, uh, if you're in a sales capacity, if part of your, your core competency of your company is the need or the requirement to generate leads, to uh, develop contacts for prospective targets in an online, excuse me, or a digital environment. The strategy behind it, the audience segmentation, the determination of the channels are all critical. And a CMO can put that package together and rely on his digital or her digital team 
to enact the actual process or the deployment or the implementation of it. And I see uh, a chief digital officer or someone with the quote digits digital around them really focused on that, which is wonderful. And we can fight and we can argue and we can conjole each other all day long about who gets credit for the lead. Now, candidly, I don't care because acquiring a lead is worthless unless you've also put together the strategy to deploy that lead to your sales team in a way that they can consume it and give them a set of tools and a strategy to utilize those leads to get a warm and then ultimately a purchasing client. If you don't have the sales strategy and the relationship and the understanding on the sales side, the lead means nothing. And then last but not least, on top of that, you also have to be able to have the technologies, the strategic desire and the implementation of the utilization of the lead. In other words, after you've acquired the lead, after you've managed your sales team into the utilization of it, you have to run reports and to find out if it actually generated the desired results, you know, orders, income, revenue, to determine what you will. So I believe that a CMO really has the holistic responsibility of that entire process, which is not always how a chief digital officer looks at it. What are some of the career speed bumps that professional marketers should watch out for? A desire to succeed is a wonderful thing. And ambition is really a terrific thing. Um, I certainly have wanted to succeed and been ambitious most, if not all, of my adult life. But you have to be careful what you ask for because as a director, as a manager, as a vice president, as a senior executive vice president, depending on the corporate structure within your entity, those are all phenomenally interesting, God willing, lucrative jobs for you in the marketing realm. But at a certain point, if the plateau or the top of the pyramid is a CMO, you have to really understand three things. First of all, the responsibility and the pressure are unique because you have only the CEO to report into for the most part, the CEO or the president or sometimes both. And you don't have compatriots. You don't have someone that you can turn to. It is a very, by definition, isolated position and the pressure to help maintain the the business metrics of the entity you're working for are are critical i happen to work at this point in my career um by choice and by design for a publicly traded company and those pressures and those responsibilities are truly unique so it's one thing to look at a title and go oh that would be cool And it's another thing to be ambitious and motivated and driven enough to achieve it. But I strongly advise people to take a moment of pause and be sure that what they're aspiring for, they've thought through in a way that it's actually what they want to do. Because as I've said, the pressures and the responsibilities and the authority in a role like this are unique, and you have to be sure that that's what you want. 
Do you have any advice for someone who's starting out a career in marketing? I would, again, again, you're, you're a very strong interviewer. So uh, I appreciate it. Um, I think the greatest training that I got that led me to the, to the success and God willing, the continued success I have as a CMO is because I spent a period of time as an entrepreneur and I have had five or six distinctly different careers. So I've been in the digital signage industry. I helped create the largest network of, of TV sets on gas pumps. I've worked in television production. I've helped manage the advertising components for large footwear and fashion industries. I helped build initially a television network of the WB. I have this wide variety of experiences, which at this point in my career, allow me to look at problems from a myriad of angles. And the challenges I most often find and or at times, the frustrations that I find in the day-to-day -day world are dealing with very senior managers of people in process that have a singular point of view. Because a singular point of view is not a balanced point of view. And sometimes balance is what you really need. So with that said, my advice is to try lots of things, to succeed at some things, and more importantly, to fail. Because we never remember our successes, but oh my gosh, do we remember our failures? And do we try to avoid them again? Scar tissue should not be avoided. Scar tissue should be relished in its acquisition as painful as it is to fail privately or publicly. So having a distinct perspective based on multiple experiences, the first thing that's critical. The second is I never had the opportunity to have a mentor. I sort of struggled my way blindly in the dark, bouncing off of walls until the last door I opened was, or that was opened for me, was this one. And it wasn't until I had my current role and the gentleman who offered me this role really began to mentor me a lot in sort of very high level senior executive business um, sense. I wished I had had access to someone like that 10 years ago. So finding a mentor and establishing a mentoring relationship, I think is almost as critical as acquiring multiple experiences so that you can look at problems from a variety of perspectives. Any closing thoughts? I would leave you with a, an interesting question that you can ask that is a little challenging for me because I'm still sort of stuck in the, in the weeds of the mud, pick your analogy. But we, particularly North Americans, particularly Americans, have been told for generations that we have to work in the communal environment and we can't work from home that there are too many distractions, that we're going to spend our old time video game playing or whatever the, the criticisms of it have been. And I think it's a fascinating question for you to very gently and slowly begin to ask of people, hey, all of the horrific things of COVID-19 aside, as the world is now settling down, and again, I'll speak specifically of North America, at the end of this week, the vast majority of American cities will be shelter in place one way or another. So by next week and the week after, the question that I would love to see someone with your expertise begin to ask is, is it working? 
not the service that your company is providing, because we understand that the world has changed, but is the process of managing your people, is their productivity, has it been impacted dramatically, or is this, in air quotes, concept of working remotely, end quotes, actually working and a possibility? Because a part of me believes that when this is pandemic's over and, and it will be over, that we'll never look at remote work the same. Thanks for coming on the show, Adam. Please try to stay warm up there. Okay. Thanks, Adam. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the B2B Marketing Results Show. Are you struggling to attract enterprise clients for your technology products and services? Trailblazer Writing provides outsourced B2B growth support for enterprise technology sales. And we offer a free trial. Learn more at trailblazerwriting.com or contact me at Derek at trailblazerwriting.com. That's D-E-R-E-K at trailblazerwriting.com.